Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Welcome back, and as always, thanks for listening. So I have a habit that I'm just going to admit. It's not a guilty habit, but uh, I don't like to get on YouTube very much. However, let me say this. I love watching the videos that are collections of people being kind to each other. Being just good to each other. Even if they're opponents. One of my favorites is actually of a Russian, or or not a Russian, excuse me, um, Well, it's uh, Stanipan Papal, who was in wrestling. And in this particular... Uh, in this particular film, he wins the match, but in doing so, his opponent was injured and just couldn't walk very well. And Papa went back and checked on him. And then carried, picked his opponent up and carried him off on his own. Now that chokes me up a little, I just gotta say. Because that is wonderful and rare kindness. And I, I, I love to, to see videos of that. There was another video of two uh, British brothers that were running a race. And I think the younger brother was like number one. And the, and the older brother was number three in this, in this marathon. And uh, they were coming to the end. And the younger brother just was completely done because... Uh, because of heat exhaustion. And I mean, you could just tell that he was crumpling. And it was like just a yards away from the, uh, from the finish line. And his brother helped him. Could have won. That helped him. And, and pushed his brother over the finish line before him. You know, now, this is sportsmanship. And I get it. That's sportsmanship, but there are so many other examples of people who do things every day for other people. I mean, and and it can be something simple. I think, really, if you asked God and said, "What of the, of the behaviors, God, of, of behavior? What would you? What what's in the top three? I think this one would be in the top three, and that would be kindness it would be kindness now um, 
There's a verse that I'm that I'm going to read that I know you've I've shared before, but it, but uh, this one is Micah. I'm going to go Micah six six through eight, and this is ESV translation. And this is kind of a thought process. The prophet's kind of running in a prophetic mode, running a thought process, and it's it's and it says this. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before God on high? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with a thousand of rams, with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul, he has told you, O oh man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly before your God? Now, love kindness. Uh, it's interesting. Um, in the Mishnah, in uh, Pirkei Avos, which is the Ethics of the Father, chapter 1, Mishnah 2, the three pillars. This is something that is accounted to a rabbi by the name of Shimon Hatzedek. Hatzedek. Okay. And uh, Shimon Hatzedek was from the remnant of the Great Assembly. Now, you'll, if you if you think about the Great Assembly, that was the great synagogue that Ezra started. All right, and it was ton of respect, ton of respect in uh, Judaism for Ezra. In fact, it was even said at some point that if Moses, for some reason, was found unworthy for the Ten Commandments. Ezra would have been the person that God would have given it to. But, um, according to this, uh, Rabbi Hatzedek said, he used to say, that on three things the world stands. On Torah, on service of God, and on acts of human kindness acts of human kindness. Now, it's 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 interesting because I'd never thought of this. Also in the Mishnah it mentions some examples because God never asks us to do anything that he is not willing and already done himself. It's, I mean, it's true. And of course, the ultimate the ultimate act of human kindness was coming here from the beauties of heaven in personal form of Jesus to live and to save everyone. Now, however, back to Mishnah. Mishnah focuses on, for one thing, one act of human kindness, or excuse me, of this kindness that God did was clothing Adam and Eve. Now, what? You're thinking, well, I don't, know, I don't get it. Uh, what do you mean? 
clothing. I thought they had fig leaves. Well, yes, they did. But if you remember, that didn't work. Why is that? Because without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins, but there's no covering for sin. And God himself came and uh, took, you know, took care of the animal and clothed Adam and Eve in the skins. So he gives them clothes. So clothing people in need. That's something God God did. Now, and you probably wouldn't think of it that way. But and, and I'll be honest with you, until I heard somebody share that with me out of the mission, I was like, you know, that's, that's pretty cool. That's very fantastic. Because I, I had thought of it that way, and that's one reason why I feel like many believers are losing a ton of really good things by not looking at the Mishnah. Now, what else? What else did God do? Well, God buried somebody, right? Moses. So, God could have just, you know, well, okay, my, Moses, because he comes back to Joshua and says, my, so, my, my servant Moses is dead. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's not, when he comes back to Joshua, he's not hinting at it. He's not dancing around it. God's very direct. Uh, Moses is dead. He's gone. Um, but see, God could have just left him there. I mean, there was no magic that was going to keep his body from decomposing, necessarily. Now, I know there's probably some thought processes out there that have some other thoughts that maybe he didn't decompose, maybe maybe he's held together by God's power or something of that nature. I don't know any about any of that. What I do know is this. God buried Moses himself. Now, why is that? an act of kindness well it's an act of kindness because Moses was dead Moses couldn't bury himself so burying someone helping someone to be buried is an act of human kindness as well is an act of uh, I say human kindness but it's godly kindness but you never thought about helping someone bury a loved one. Well, guess what? GoFundMe is full of those. Now, obviously, you got to be careful because you don't want to get in on a scam or anything. But but there's a lot of people that are in need in that direction. Another thing is, and I found this interesting is helping a a young woman get married who can't afford it. Now, you probably think, are thinking, well, why isn't the dude in charge of that? Obviously, they could probably work it out, you know, go budget, go to the, you know, the courthouse or something like that. But it's a super special day, or it should be. And so helping a young woman who can't take care of a wedding, who can't, who can't, who has the resources to take care of a wedding, that's also 
a, a gift of godly kindness. Now, what else? What else? Well, let's let's go to James for a second. In, in the book of James for a little bit. One of my favorite books. Be very honest with you. I love book, the book of James. Why? Because it's very Jewish. Super Jewish. And um, also, uh, a lot of people get sideways with this book because they don't get the Jewishness of it. And they see they see works they they see works and they go and they go and it, all of a sudden you just it's you stick a stick in the cog and and they go and you hear the machine grinding inside their head and they're going works the law works law and they're freaking out no uh, that's not what's going on in the book of James again it's because they don't understand that look James is trying to say look if you have if you're a believer and you have God, your behavior ought to represent it. That's what he's getting at. And by the way, talks about controlling the tongue. Boy, if you can control the tongue in your mouth, then you could probably invent light speed or something because uh super hard to do. But anyway, of course James doesn't talk about light speed or anything. But here's the thing. James chapter 1 verse 27 and this is one of the few times in fact James I think is the only book in the Bible that uses the word religion because why the Bible's all about relationship well James is trying to clarify a belief system and it's like this and he said this in verse 27 chapter 1 religion that is pure and undefiled before God. It says, religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this. Wow. To visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. You think orphans and widows? I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Again, the idea is they can't pay you back. They can't pay you back. Help taking care of orphans, people without you know you know kids without parents, and widows back in in James's day. Um, if they didn't have a son or at least a daughter to help take care of them, in fact, a lot of a lot of times uh, it w- had to be a son because they would go and live with the with the son, one of the sons. If they didn't. They were out of luck. They'd probably starve to death because it was being part of the f- the family connection that that kept the widows taken you know taken care of. But it says widows in their affliction. Well, I can assure you, if a widow didn't have someone to help take care of her, she was afflicted. With hunger, homelessness, etc. Now, obviously, you know, there's, there's, other, there's other things, by the way, 
I mean, in uh, in the Gospels, when Jesus is uh, in the passage that's always usually referred to as the uh, separation of the sheep and the goats, and when you have people that are uh, you know they're saying, well, hey, you know, uh, you know, Jesus said, look, I had all the, all this going on with me, and you didn't come, you didn't help me or anything, and then they're saying, well, I don't understand. What do you mean? We never saw you that way. And he said, look. You didn't do it to the least of these. You didn't do it to me. One of the things was visiting people in prison. Ever done a prison ministry? You know, and I'm not talking about going into the inner depths of the prison, going to super seg. Although, wow, would that be a ministry? A dangerous one too, but uh, but that would be awesome. Uh, Super, super max, super segregation. Nobody sees uh, some some of those guys in there ever. But the thing, or and ladies, by the way. But here's the thing. They can't pay you back. That's the thing. They can't pay you back, and you're not looking to get paid back. The word they use, or the word. In the Old Testament, that's translated as sometimes as mercy, but also as kindness, is the word hesed. Hesed. C H E S E D is the transliteration. Hesed. In the Psalms, it's loving kindness. Loving kindness is kind of the kindness that doesn't give up. No matter how horrifying you are, no matter how mean, no matter how ugly, no matter how anything, stinky, smelly, all that, it is the kind of, of loving kindness, of the kindness that will not give up. That's loving kindness. That's the loving kindness God has. Now, what is it he requires? What is he? What is it? Micah 6, verse 8. He's told you, O man, or woman, what is good. And what does the Lord require but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God? Now, why is kindness such a big deal? Because if you show, like Jesus was saying, if you did it to the least of these, you did it to me. Same situation. God is saying, if you do kindness to your fellow people around you, you're doing it to him. Because it has to do with your intent in your heart. They don't have to be perfect. We weren't perfect. God came anyway. And they crucified Jesus. Now, I couldn't keep him down. But you can't keep the Son of God down. But kindness is... Uh, 
is the gift that keeps on giving because even if you give it to someone who's not worthy of it, it doesn't matter. In fact, it probably matters more if they're not worthy of it. Paul says, you know, if you have somebody who's really after you, just just pour kindness all over them. It would be like pouring coals of fire on their head. But it, it needs to be the genuine kind. Without animosity. Here, I'm going to give you some gasoline for your car. Here, take it. <laughs> needs, to be the, needs to be the good kind. Kindness. We can do a whole lot more. And I gotta tell you, some of those videos on YouTube, if you haven't seen them, one of the few things I'd ever recommend. But yeah, some of those are really, really great. When you see people being kind to each other. And then, I'll be honest, you can think of ways to be kind to people. Random acts of kindness. It's 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 really it's really very cool. It will uplift your heart and it'll uplift your thought processes on that there is godliness and goodness in this world. There is. So with that in mind, I want to encourage you to keep on speaking it on. Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. And as always don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth. And may God bless all of your life.